Okay? There are automated ways of doing this. But JUnit is a framework. Okay? Um, it is integrated into BlueJay if you've actually explained to BlueJay. You'll find that you can write tests um, for it and put them in the demonstration. To make something a test in the old version of JUnit, there's a new version of JUnit. The old version of JUnit 3.5 and is 4. something. Um, what you do is you basically go, your test class must extend JUnitFramework.test case. And quite often, if I've got a class called Hello World, the test class, the test Hello World, will be Hello World Test. Okay? It's just a naming system. In it will be methods which will be called test yy or test zz or some other feature. Okay? Java, by reflection, has the ability to look at a class and go, I will have a look at all the methods. Okay? So when it sees that it has something which extends test case, it then, by reflection, goes through all methods and looks for any method which starts with test boom. Okay? And if it finds that, the JUnit framework will run that method from that class, which will then test whatever it is it's supposed to be testing. JUnit framework has the following statements or methods themselves. Assert true says um, pass this test if the following condition is met. Okay? Assert false says the results of whatever I'm testing must be false. Assert equals this object must equal this object, otherwise the test fails. So, whatever. And fail. It is possible just to say the test fails. You can have a method which is testable. <laughs> test hello world fail. The test will always fail. Excuse me, test, but there's a very good reason for having it. And that is that the default options that we record after we test some uh, method? Um, not necessarily. I'll show you some code in a minute to explain why fail is important. And fail is important if you have something that should raise an exception. Yes? So in other words, you go for a piece of code and you go, try doing this with this piece of data. Mm -hmm. And if the method should throw an exception with that piece of data, your next statement will be failed. Because it sh if it hasn't failed, it will get variable line which says failed. The exception should have been thrown, so in the try and catch block, it should have gone down to the catch. Okay? So the fail is an important one to have. Here's a class. Hopefully, just so readable. <coughs> class money, private ints, f amount, private string, f currency. Why? This isn't my code. I've admitted that I've my code. F currency. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
public money. So that's the construct that's into amount, string currency. F amount equals amount, F currency equals currency. Public int amount returns the F amount. Public string currency returns the F currency. Oh, public money add mm. another money. Add two monies of different currencies together. Return new money with the amount plus the amount of the other money with the currency. So it actually constructs a new money by adding together the amount and <coughs> I hate that. That should throw an exception if the currencies aren't the same. Shouldn't it? It doesn't, but it should do. And then, now then, the most problematic method in any piece of job code that is frequently done badly is equals. Okay? Public boolean equals. Because public boolean equals is something that you override from the base classes. And equals is passed another object of unspecified type. So, the reason it's specified it's historic, really. It's past something of some unspecified type because it could have been subclassed. Okay? So, the first thing you should always check is is an object an instance of money? Okay? If it's not, fail. But it's not equal in this case. Then, money a money equals money, in other words, cast an object to money type and return um, a money dot currency equals currency and amount equals the a money amount. So only return true if everything is the same. Okay? So that is a standard pattern. First thing, check it is of the appropriate type. Second thing, cast it. Third thing, check the state or whatever it is of the two things are effectively equivalent. Okay? Otherwise, false. God, it's amazing, here is the test. Import JUnit framework. Public class money test zero. Okay, it doesn't follow the rules, it's not a rule, it's um, an idea, but it does extend the case. There is a method which goes public void test equals. The framework therefore knows, because it extends the test case and there is a method which starts test, I should run that test, okay, when... I want the whole project to be tested. What does it do? The first thing it does is it goes money M12 equals money 12 chip. Money 14 chip equals money 14 chip. It has created two monies, hasn't it? Yes. Assert false. That's bad. Assert false, money 12 should equals null. Should it? 
Does a money equal null? No. In fact, will money work? No, it won't, because it didn't pass. It didn't catch the case where object was null, did it? In fact, that's another little thing. But the instance catch it. Instance of. I don't know actually. I don't know. I don't think it will. I mean, null is a reference. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's a very special reference. It's actually a car array of the letters N U L L. Anyway, um, assert equals money twelve, money twelve. Is that going to be true? <coughs> yes. Yes. Assert equals money twelve chuff. It knows money twelve chuff. True. So that's going to pass. Assert false. Money twelve chuff equals money fourteen chuff. Okay. Okay. So define. So, does money 12 chuff equal money 14 chuff? No. So, assert false. I expect the answer to be false. The answer is going to be false. Therefore, that assertion will pass. Okay? So, I feel like I've been patronising. I'm trying to go as slowly as possible through this. If you expect the answer to be false, then you assert false. If I expect the answer to be true, I would have gone assert true, money 12 chuff equals money 12 chuff. Okay, so if I have something which um, is a method which gives me the third prime number, yes, I would assert true that um, answer equals three three five. Yes? So I've assert true that the value was whatever. So that block of code is a JUnit test for the class money. And what it's doing is it's initializing some objects, some instances, and then running the JUnit framework saying this assertion should happen, this assertion should happen, this assertion should happen, this assertion should happen. Yes? So, you write assertions, you set the system up, and then you make some assertions. Things that you would have done when writing your tests out by hand. You know, when you write a test table out, you go, I think that if I put the value 3 in, the answer will be 5. Yes? If I put the, um, the number 4 in, the answer will be 7. Yeah? If I put the answer whatever. So, you then test them with the assertions. Um, how do you run JUnit tests? Um, there is a way of doing it from the command line using Java, JUnit, Swing GUI, test runner, money test. Okay? So, that line there, that one, there's the command line Java, 
There is J unit swing gear which is a class that is a class in the J unit framework. And that is the class that you want to J unit uh, test run to actually test. There's a swing version of it. Anyway, what happens is you get pretty pictures. You get a little red light if it's bad, a little green light if it's good. Um, you can do it in a non-GUI version like that. Okay. So, here is the test but extended a little bit. This one method tests the equals capability of the money class. This tests the ability of the money class to add two monies together. So, Money M12 chuff is new money M12 chuff. Money M14 chuff equals new money M14 chuff. What is 14 plus 12? <laughs> Some of you just fall asleep, but never mind. I expect the answer to be money 26 chuff. Agreed? That's the expected answer. The result is M12 chuff and M14 chuff. Sir equals expected comma results. I expect that to be equal to that. Okay? And when it says that, it actually calls the equals method. What happens if the equals method isn't accurate? then the test is wrong. Okay? The most important thing that you should ever write is a really good equals in your object. Um, the equals does. No, that's the test version of as well. Yeah, I agree. It's not a good test. It's not a perfect test. Okay? Hopefully you'll be writing better tests today. Gamma! Monday. Ah, file. New project. You'll like this. Not a lot. New. Demo. <coughs> default package. Bad program in the default package. Always create a new package. DHP.util. New Java class. Money. Okay, there it is. Let's go and nick the code. There's money. 
rubbish isn't it? But we know that beam so we just go right click and press format. Format. Look at that. Nicely indented. I wish you'd just written a few comments but um, So I've got that. Save it. How do I create a new J unit? Dun, dun, dun. Which is just a class. Well I don't. Okay. Are you listening? I do not create it in that package. Repeat. Uh -huh. Do not create the test class in the package. Fortunately, that means goes tools create JUnit tests. Okay? Now I'm going to grimace at this point. And it says which type of test? Well, just for consistency, we're going to do JUnit 3. More questions. Oh, go on and just do everything. <coughs> Location. Just leave it alone. Just <coughs> go. Okay, you're nice. Finish. Where is it? That it hasn't appeared there, but it has appeared down here in test packages. What's, what's the name? And look, test it named it money test. Money test. That beans actually tries to be helpful, and there is money test package DHP. It's in the same package, but a completely different place. A bit weird. Import JUnit Framework Test Case. Well, no, I didn't actually write it. You should actually say that thing, shouldn't you? Think about it. It wrote it. I don't know. I'm not putting my name to it. Public Money Test, String Test Name, Super Test Name, don't play. Override Setup, we'll ignore that for now. Test Amount. In fact, NetBeans has written the whole chunk of code for you. It's rubbish, but it has. <laughs> okay? You can delete it then. The code is And probably. <laughs> what has it done? Oh, systemout.printline amount. In other words, I'm now running the test amount. Money instance equals null. Okay, so of course it's not null. It's a new money. So that is the constructor. So 12, comma, Sure. Expected result. Actually, what is the amount? The expected result isn't zero, is it? Well, result is instance dot amount. Assert equals expected result result. That's fine. And then fail. No. NetBeans automatically puts a fail in to every single JUnit test it ever creates. <laughs> Bang! Wrong! Okay? It makes sure you've looked at it, at least. Exactly. That's the reason NetBeans does it. It makes sure that you have modified the architecture of the code. So, in fact, I have. And I can go, thank you very much, goodbye now. Okay? So let's have a look at the next one. Oh, what's wrong with that? Money. New money. Hey, it's not old money then. 
Money, 12. Dots. Right. Test that. Money M equals bull. you're testing the method at which returns a money object. <coughs> so I want to check that the, res the expected result, the result is the same. I know. I know. So this, this test is still bad. Okay? Equals an object. Right, instance. So instance is new money. Well, sure. Expected results. Do I expect um, an instance which is 12 chuck to be equal to null? No. In fact, I expect the results to be false. So, a certain expect result is a result. Yes, I expect the answer to be false. See, that is exactly the same in this circumstance to assert false expect result. No, not expect result, result. So, I have written a JUnit test after I've written the class. Naughty David. Okay? So, there we go. I have written a JUnit test. You don't. Last year, um, some students, like about 20 people, thought that NetBeans rocked test perfectly, and that was it. Because having got my class and my test, the thing you now do is you right-click on the project and go test. Compiling. And it says, four tests have passed. Happy with that? Just passed. So, well, actually, you shouldn't be happy with that because the tests are naff. They need extending and extending and extending. Um, 
Yes? So, in fact, let's do test first. Something that we know about the money class. What did I say probably would be wrong? Add two currencies of different type. Yes? So, what do you want to happen? If we do an equals, no, it's not the equals, it's in the add method, isn't it? So where's test add? Right. Money add that. Assert equals. Money bad equals new money. Who's the pound? Pound sucks at the moment. Pound sucks. Okay, so 12, comma, um, what should I expect to happen? I should actually expect an exception because I can't add two things of different currencies. Agreed? So, no. Results equals m dot as bad. Okay? That should not be possible. It should throw an exception. Okay? So, if it should throw an exception, I should try to catch it. Now then, <coughs> if this test is to test it out, result equals that, I should never get to this line of code. Therefore, it should fail. Because it was supposed to throw an exception. But did Okay? So, save it. I'm really glad you know all about JUnit testing. Test. Whoa! No, it failed. Where did it fail? It failed in there. No exception thrown. So, I'm actually doing test first. I write the test, and then I go back to the class and go... It didn't throw an exception then. That's the whole thing. This class is not well written. Okay? Because it goes, return new money in fact. And in fact, we should do if m dot 
currency. one of the big problems of programmers. Okay, I will play with it a bit more. I will play with it a bit more. I will play with it a bit more. I will kill the background. They're not listening. Uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> what you don't realise is a big chance this will be in some test of some kind. And people fail because they don't do this. Um, the overcome problem of people's programming because the natural ego of a programmer is to try and make something even better. Okay? If all you're doing is programming until tests pass, you stop writing code. You stop wasting your time adding bells and whistles that the person never wanted. Okay? They only wanted it now. If they want the bells and whistles, they'll ask for it. You'll write some tests to make sure the bells and whistles work first. Okay? Bingo. Who has not who does not know what bingo is? Excellent, you'll know what Absolutely not. Right. Um, in the practicals, you are going to be in scrums. Okay? I.e. groups of ten people. And I have got the framework for a bingo game. It has lots of methods, but no code. Okay? Your challenge is to write the code. Now then, I know that there are five classes. There are ten of you. That's five pairs. Each person takes responsibility for one class. They write Jamie's tests, and they complete the challenge. Okay? Um, at the end of it, the scrum, which in our assessments has worked together the best will win a prize. 
This is not exactly grades. <laughs> this is some other prize. It's crisp. He's now kicking himself. He's not going to be here. Okay. Um, at the start of the session, you will therefore have to do the following. You will have to put yourselves into groups of ten people. Okay. If there are if there are four people left over, I will allocate those four people to groups. You will then have five minutes to organise amongst yourselves who the scrum master is. Okay? If you do not allocate a scrum master, I will. Once the scrum master has been identified, you then allocate yourselves a group name. Okay? Don't go group one, group two. Be imaginative people. Okay? Then, go into a scrum. Work out what the problems are and allocate the tasks to the appropriate people. Some programmers are better than others. Maybe give the good programmers the hard problems. Some classes are so easy, my grandma, if she was still alive, could program them. Okay? Maybe the scrum master should be a little bit thoughtful about this and not allocate themselves the hardest problem. Because the responsibility of the scrum master is to keep an overview of how the teams are working. They have the responsibility for asking people to swap and reorganise their knowledge amongst the scrums. Okay? It's a fantastic exercise. It was so much fun last year. Okay? Because we just stood at the top of the stairs assessing which groups were working appropriately. Some people didn't get anywhere, some people got the whole thing nearly finished in two hours. I was hoping it would be a bit more organised. Right? So, see you in the practical. <laughs> Yeah. I think we're just going to leave here for a few minutes.